The Joy FM Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Today I'm joined by Rex Ruiz. He's been on the show uh, quite a few times, someone I'm always excited to have on, man. Rex, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. It's nice to be back here. Hey, I'm glad to have you on the show, man. So, you know, I got to start you off with your 49ers, uh, trading DeForest Buckner to the Indianapolis Colts for the number 13 pick in the NFL draft. Tell me, how excited or how surprised, I should say, were you when you heard the news? And then do you think they made the right move doing that? So mixed emotions, uh, you know, as sports fans have to realize there is a degree of that that's a business. And that's what it boiled down to. It was a business decision because, you know, we, we re-signed Eric Armstead, who was our our main free agent. We also re-signed Jimmy Ward, who yeah. was also, uh, you know, a pretty integral part of our defense this past season. At any rate, you know, um, DeForest Buckner was going to become an unrestricted free agent next year. And the dollars just weren't adding up. It's, it's just inevitably you couldn't keep everybody. So, you know, that said, we do have 10 of our 11 starting defenders coming back next year. So I'm happy about that. The The pleasant part of it, you know, I, I hated to lose DeForest. He was just awesome and a, a great, great, great clubhouse guy as well. But that said, all of a sudden, we've got a 13 and we've got two first round draft choices, you know, um, and, and which is a real good thing because we don't have any draft <laughs> choices in the second, third, or fourth round. Yeah. So now we've got some wiggle room. Um, we could trade one of them. We could trade both of them, and you know, get another first round lower down and get a bunch of more draft choices. Or the intriguing thing and the real exciting thing is at thirteen, we might be able to snatch one of those premier receivers, which which is probably at the top of our list. So again, it's it's a it's a pleasant dilemma. We, we're going to miss Forrest a lot, but um, I, I do see a silver lining in the whole deal. Now you said it's a business, as we all know. Um, I'll tell you, I was shocked when I heard the news for sure. But like you said, at the end of the day, the dollars has to make sense. You have a full team that you have to uh, complete when the roster. So you said getting the number thirteen pick, the Niners need a receiver. You said that's the top on the priority, huh? Mm-hmm. So. Um, like you said, they do trade back. They're, the thing about the receivers in the NFL draft, that's the that's the deepest position every single year. True. So, like you said, but if there is a CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy that's there at 13, they may go ahead and snatch him, pair him with Debo Samuel and Kendrick Bourne, who I see they uh, gave him a second-round tender. So yeah, if another him, team was, him and Matt Breida. Him and Matt Breida, both like a second-round tender. So if another team was to uh, sign them, they would have to give them their second-round pick. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So um, Well, we, we'd get the option to match what they're offering. If, yeah, and if they And then if we match. opted not to, then they owe us a second-round pick. So what's but other besides put a wide receiver position? What positions do you think they need to address? Well, they they, they could shore up the secondary a little yeah. bit. Um, it's it's not as uh, big of a need in my opinion as the wide receiver. You know we don't know if we're gonna get uh, Emmanuel Sanders back yet. But as you know, we've got some guys who didn't even play last year at the wide receiver. Dante Pettis, man. That's my guy and there. Dante and my Jalen Hurd. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so the, the, there's folks who didn't play a down last year 
who are going to be competing in camp, including in another wide receiver. But I'll mention, I don't know if you saw that uh, Jarek McKinnon, basket, yeah. he restructured mm-hmm. because he just wants to be part of the team. Yeah. So in, in, in likelihood, um, I think we might hang on to 13 and trade 31. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's like, again, it's a pleasant dilemma. It really is. And I think, like you said, that'll probably be the more likely scenario. Keep 13, draft the best player on your draft board. 31, move back. Maybe you pick up another uh, second and a fourth or a second and a third. Because I feel you. I, there's so much value in the middle rounds. The first round gets all the talk, but there's so much value in the second, third, and fourth rounds. Because As our draft last year proved. Yeah, yeah. Didn't y'all get like... Was, we will. We, got, we drafted eight. People and six of them played consistently, so that's pretty darn good. So uh, Hurd, I guess, was a, was he a third rounder? Hurd and Samuel and, was a second. Uh, yes. Uh, Greenlaw was which fifth? Fifth man. So, like you said, this is where the draft is so critical. If you hit on your guys, not only are you getting a you know immediate draft uh, help, but you're getting them on their rookie contracts as well, which goes a long way to paying guys who like Armstead and, you know, of course, Nick Bosa in the coming years will need, uh, you know, a new upgrade as well. The one one other thing that could happen, and I've seen it happen many times, that's why I even bring it up, is if you have somebody sitting at 16, let's say, and they're coveting somebody, they'll give a lot. They will. You know, so we'd end up with, with... whatever additional picks and and the 16 instead of the 13 now this is all hypothetical yeah but that that i've, I've seen that happen we've seen it a lot especially yeah. if a team wants a quarterback they'll they'll give an arm and leg for that you know yes i mean we looked at the jets and the Colts a couple of years ago when they wanted sam darnold well they moved from six to three but they gave up three sec like three second round picks you know right. and the Colts have struck gold with that Darius Leonard and uh, I want to say uh, Braden Miller I want to say is his name so uh, but yeah so they've done an awesome job as well you know, Chris Ballard which you'll hear later on in the show with I interviewed Chris Liuzzi who was on my show the that first same time, time I was yeah y'all seen y'all guys are paired again again today for today's show um, but so we talked about the draft talked about the 49ers but that's not the only news that's taking place in no, the no. off season. Oh, no. To you, with you know Stephon Diggs going to the Bills, you have you know of course Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, Phillip Rivers going to Colts. To you, what's been the biggest surprise in the NFL offseason so far? DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I left it out. I left DeAndre it out. DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, I was, I was speechless when I, I heard. You know, so they they went to the Arizona Cardinals and they sent David Johnson, who was a stud a couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't know how much more fuel he's got in the tank. And I, I think it was a steal on the part of Arizona, big time, which kind of, you know, selfishly I was bummed out yeah. because guess what? Get We're going to play, gonna, them, we twice. play <laughs> them twice, you know. So so that that really strengthened strengthened them. And then, and then, so again, it's interesting because if you looked at Arizona in the draft projections, uh, they were looking at C.D. Lamb. Yeah. And now you kind of wonder, well, maybe they've addressed that need. They'll go somewhere else or they'll just, you know, load up the wide receivers. So, you know, I always say that, uh, you know, the, the, this time of year, the free agents, free agency signings and, and the trades that go on, they're all just one precursor to the draft. Because based on what happens, who you sign, who you don't, who you trade for, who you keep, 
it's going to perhaps uh, alter your shopping list in the upcoming draft. Now, you're talking about the Cardinals, and I, and I don't blame you. Like, I'm a Steelers fan, so when the Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson, I immediately – you know, cringe because I'm like, we had a play that's got twice in right, a year, and right. I knew you understand. Uh, yeah, like you hate you you root against your rivals in every way, not just when wins and losses, but roster moves. You know, and the Ravens have stocked up getting Michael Brockers and uh, Calais Campbell. They've also acquired. So I'm feeling you with the Cardinals with having Kyler King and Drake, who they got from the Dolphins. Now you still have Fitzgerald. You have Christian Kirk. Now you have DeAndre Hopkins. Do they stay pat at eight and, and draft C.D. Lamb, who Kyler Murray, that's his buddy. You know, he's been pushing for to, uh, to get C.D. Lamb in Arizona with him. So, uh, you know, all of a sudden this NFC West, <laughs> this NFC West division, man, it's, it's been the toughest division. I think last year for sure it's the toughest division. Next year, no doubt, without any question, it's going to be the toughest division. Right. Uh, what concerns you against the competition that's in – uh, with the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams. Well, I mean, you know, that's eight games. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, six, actually, but you got to play those guys twice a year. And splitting with all of them probably won't be a, a good fix. It's going to be really important to maybe go, you know, something like four and two against against the, those those teams. Um, we'll see, though. It, it's, it's definitely, there's a lot, a lot of parity in that division now. So, you know, with the NFL offseason just getting started, um, you know, there was talks about Tom Brady, San Francisco. There was some rumblings, you know, where is he going to San Francisco? Would he go to Tennessee? Uh, not many people expect him to go to Tampa Bay at all. Did you at all have an inkling or a desire to have Brady in San Francisco, or would you rather have Jimmy G as your quarterback? No, I, I definitely want Jimmy G. I mean, he's got a lot more in the tank than Tom Brady. Tom Brady's proven. Jimmy G is still not. Uh, I'm sticking with Jimmy G. You know, had it had it have happened, I mean, had we have got Brady, then we would have traded Garoppolo. You know, I would I have hated it? No, I wouldn't have hated it. But I really think we, we owe it to stick with Jimmy G. You know, he came a game away from, from winning it all. And I think he's going to improve, and I think the cast of characters around him is going to improve. So it's all all, all systems go, and we're sticking with Jimmy G. So with the NFL offseason, you know, like we've seen well, this this so far has only been a day or two, and we're still not officially underway as far as uh, the league, the new season. But do you think? Uh, the moves that have taken place, like these are, we haven't seen anything like this before. We're quarterbacks with Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady. Cam Newton's on his way out from Carolina. He's going to be gone, as we know. Teddy Bridgewater is signed there. We haven't seen anything like this from some of the staples in the league. Um, what do you think it's going to take for San Francisco to get back to this Super Bowl with all the moves that are taking place? What is it going to take for them to get back there and ultimately win it? to have a very similar season to last. And and like I mentioned earlier, you virtually got your entire defense coming back. And that, that was, in my mind, the, the, the biggest strength was their defense. And with the, uh, the potential of some of these offensive uh, weapons now making it onto the field, the offense can only get better. And, you know, I, I, I just see it's going to be business as usual, so to speak. I really do. It's going to be very similar to this, to this year. And uh, that's a good thing. 
has there been a team so far in free agency that's impressed you? Like some of the moves they made, okay, they've made a jump up from here to there. They'll be a team to, to watch out for. Has there been any one franchise that's Well, out to you? you know, Arizona, which yeah. we, we mentioned already. Uh, where did uh, Stefan Diggs went to? Denver. Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo yeah. part, part yeah. of it. And, uh, and they were good already. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be another weapon for Josh Allen. And I don't know if you happen to hear, because it happened a little while ago, uh, Nick Foles, he's headed to the, the Bears now. You serious? Yes, sir. See, I had no, I, so you, you got Rex, Rex Ruiz breaking news here <laughs> on Joy FM Sports. Man, I had no idea Foles was with the Bears. I was wondering what they were going to do with that because. I was thinking maybe Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam Newton, to me, fit perfectly with that team. So I'm shocked that they made the move for Foles. But, yeah, I had no clue. So what does that do with Trubisky? Obviously, they had to trade well, him, Well, right? no, I mean, so they're, they're talking about a competition, and, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, there's no competition. Foles is better. Yeah. Flat better. Yeah, hands down. Um, poor Trubisky. I, I just yeah, – he could shock everybody and come back and have a banner year, but he just uh, – he hasn't been the answer so far. So I, I don't know if they'll keep him as a backup or maybe trade him to somewhere else. There's, there's still a couple teams out there who need quarterbacks. Chargers need a quarterback. They do. You know? And, and that, that Patriots, be, Patriots need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that could be – so there's going to be some, some potential landing spots for Cam Newton if he does get traded. Uh, Jameis Winston still needs to go somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Jameis. Like I, when I did my show a couple months ago, I talked about Tua, and he made the right decision because there is a strong need. Like a lot of teams need quarterbacks, so like, he's going to go in the first round to a team that needs a quarterback. And Tampa Bay was one of those teams because I never really been a big fan of Winston. Not necessarily just if it's on the field play. I mean, we saw him throw thirty interceptions this past season, but his off the field character just never set well with me. Going back to his Florida State days, so well, uh, you know what I say to that? What's that? Two great minds, you and I, because yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I'm not a Jameis fan. Yeah. But anyway, that's another story. Oh yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely another story, man. And um, like. I'm not surprised. I mean, to upgrade from Winston to Tom Brady, like that's huge. That's just huge, man. There's no way Tampa Bay could say, man, we knew we had this guy or anything like that. Uh, so I think that move there, I, I'm still shocked and I'm still trying to make sense. I want to hear Tom Brady come out and speak. Why did you make this move? Why did this make sense for you to go to Tampa Bay out of all places? Because I thought, okay, maybe Tennessee, going back with Mike Rabel, maybe the Chargers, they have a you know strong supporting cast there. But to go to Tampa Bay, like that has really blown my mind. I'm I'm really just completely shocked him going there. Like you said, the dominoes are still moving. Like everything is still falling uh, falling into place cuz when you bring somebody in, somebody has to be moved out in a lot of ways. So uh I'm excited with the NFL offseason as we're just getting kicked off, man. But you know, Rex, before I let you go, man, uh I got to ask you, how often do you replay the Super Bowl in your head, man? Uh too often. Yeah. Short answer. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've, I've actually, I'm finally kind of getting, there's been enough space between the time to where I'm not dwelling on it anymore. But, you know, that said, you get that close, uh, you, that's a team with fire. And they, they, they know that they should have held on and won that game. So not that they needed any more incentive, but they, they, they're going to come out ready to play this year and uh and, and and you know come september and there will be a fire burning and uh those coaches 
they'll, they'll know what to do with it. Man, I've been there. Um, trust me, I feel for you, man. I was thinking about you during that game. Uh, you and have a friend, Blair Campbell, who was a huge 49ers fan. I thought about you guys when that, <clears throat> that game was over. Because like, so I've been in that position where your team loses. Because uh, you're a fan. You're invested emotionally during the entire year. You've seen the ups and downs, the close calls. And to get so close and have a lead, uh, man, I'm telling you, I've been there with my San Antonio Spurs uh, time and time again. And so anytime that happens, you're replaying that in your head. And I coached a nine and 10 year old basketball team this year with season. Our season ended in the middle of February. We lost in the semifinals and I've been playing that in my head all the time. Like, man, what, I wish I'd have done this differently. Wish I'd have done this, you know, cause I want to see my guys win. I want to, you know, we put in so much work and practice and time throughout the year. So uh, I definitely feel you, man, when it comes to replaying it, every little detail, you know, especially like I said, as coaching, I'm like, man, if I'd have did this, had this guy in, maybe I should have had him here, uh, you know. So I don't think those things ever leave you. They they may subside over time, but uh, you know, hopefully the 49ers will get back there soon and become yeah, super. That, that would again. be the best way to get over it is <laughs> yeah. to come back and win it next year. And I, you know what? That's a it's a tall order, but it's it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. Because I think about my Spurs, we lost. We had a 3-2 lead in a series against the Miami Heat. Ray Allen hits a three in the corner. The, they, the Heat win that game to tie it at 3-3. Now it's an all-take-all game seven. We lose game seven just like that. We're not NBA champions. Uh, so the next year we come back, play the Heat again in the 2014 NBA Finals, beat them in five games. And so to immediately come back the next year right, and become exactly. NBA champions yeah, yeah. against the same team. So uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be seeing 49ers Chiefs rematch next again. year. Well, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me necessarily. My guy Rex, man. Um, dude, I'm sitting here holding your T-Rex chili. I truly appreciate you bringing this as a gift to me. I had no idea you were bringing this uh, today. And uh, those of you who heard our last visit where Rex came onto the show, I mentioned and praised his T-Rex chili. And, uh, man, seriously, it's meant a lot to me. I'm definitely not what I'll be having for lunch and dinner today. There you go. There you go. Well, my pleasure. Rex, man, thank you for swinging by the sweet spot, man. Hey, you're always welcome to come on. Well, I appreciate it, and you be good and take care of yourself. That was my guy, Rex Ruiz, uh, swinging by the sweet spot. Uh, he knows his stuff, knows 49er football. He knows the NFL. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited as we see the NFL season is just now getting kicked off. Now, when we return, we're going to continue with this episode of The Sweet Spot. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game. Hey, this is Jack Martin for the Troy Trojans. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, as we continue this episode of NFL offseason as we're just getting kicked off with the new league year. And I spoke with Chris Liuzzi. He was on my show earlier uh, when we started the, the podcast. And, you know, he decided to swing by The Sweet Spot again and share his thoughts with the new acquisitions in this offseason. Chris, man, I'm glad to have you back on the sweet spot, man. You know, uh, it's a lot of stuff going on with the NFL free agency kicking off. And, man, talk about some of the new 
uh, acquisitions and some of the m- new movement that's taken place over the last couple of days? Oh, for sure. First of all, thanks for having me back. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to start. There's so much that's moved so far and still to come. Uh, some of the big ones, obviously, the, the Brady news, he's not going back to New England. I mean, that's – I don't think I've ever had the thought of him being in a, a jersey that isn't with the Patriots. Rumors are saying that'll be with the Bucks, but we'll see. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's going to the Panthers. Uh, Winston's a free agent, so he's not going to be with the Bucks. Tannehill's got, he got paid. There's, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. <laughs> I don't even know. Man, you know, uh, this is something that we haven't seen before with all of the, you know, just kind of, not just names. I mean, we always, you know, free agency, we're used to players being traded and being released and, mm-hmm. you know, salary cap reasons and all that. But these are huge names. I mean, like, and quarterbacks too. And quarterbacks. You'll never see that. Yeah. Like these are, you know, Hall of Fame type players. Like, of course, Tom Brady going, and like you said, rumored to Tampa <clears throat> Bay. Philip Rivers, you know, we'll talk about that. You're a so, Colts fan. We'll talk about him, you know, joining Indianapolis. I mean, even you mentioned Bridgewater going to Carolina. Cam Newton is on his way out, it looks like. Yep. You know, so where's he gonna go? Where is he going? Who's who's gonna acquire him? And so this is something we've never seen before. Like you said, from the quarterback position to have this kind of uh just kind of new, you know, same face, new team when th- these right. guys have been with the same team for 15, 20 years. Um, tell me what's been the biggest surprise so far in free agency to you? Well, we had talked a little bit off air about this, but it blows my mind is the Hopkins trade to Arizona. I I, I would never in a million years saw that coming, especially for what they got in return from him. I, Hopkins, he was, he's been pretty much their star guy, him and Watt. I mean, for years now, I, it's hard to believe that he got traded like he did. I think that was the big one where I, I read it and my jaw dropped. I was like, are you serious, man? And I don't know. I guess it, I guess it's real. He's going to be really good in Arizona, though. I, I don't know what they're planning. Normally, when you get a young quarterback, you know, you want to build around him and said they take away his best target. <laughs> Interesting strategy, but we'll see. Now, why do you think Houston made a move like that where you trade you know, like you said, Deshaun Watson's number one target, but he's like a top five receiver in the league. I mean, just two seasons ago, he didn't even drop a single pass. Right. Okay. So, why do you, what's what's going on in Houston, man? Because <laughs> I, I, I went and looked at it. it, it can't even be for cap space really, because he he makes about a million more per year than David Johnson, who they got. You know, they're running back from the Cardinals. He makes about the same amount, so they're not really saving any money. They're not really getting any draft capital. I mean, they got a little bit, but they didn't even get a first-round pick. I, <laughs> I I really don't know, man. Unless they got something cooking that's coming up, I, I really don't know what it was doing. And no matter what they do, is the likelihood of that person or that player having a bigger impact than Hopkins does is pretty low. Like even if David Johnson comes in and reverts to his All-Pro 2016, 2017, whatever year that was for him. I don't think he's going to have the impact that Hopkins has on that offense. I, I don't know, man. As a Colts fan, I'm thrilled. <laughs> Get him out of the division, but I, I'm not sure what they're doing over there. Now, with Hopkins, I heard that there was you know, rumblings about he wasn't happy with his current contract. I think he had three years left on that deal, uh, and you know, Houston obviously didn't want to pay him. 
But I'm looking at what the Cowboys did with Amari Cooper giving right. him 100 million. I mean, you're talking about 20 million a year for a receiver that's nowhere near Hopkins. I no, mean, Cooper's yeah. good, but he's not. He's not Hopkins. Up, he hasn't you know? produced like Hopkins. So I don't know why Houston. I mean, Houston has really made some questionable moves over the past year. I mean, trading two first round picks to get Larry Thompson and Kenny Stills from the Dolphins. Uh-huh. I mean, Houston, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I mean, they, you know, hired Bill O'Brien as their general manager. So he's, you know, kind of doing, uh, double duty out there in Houston, but. Well, you, need a GM. <laughs> you, you really do. You need someone in that position who has experience, who knows what they're doing. And, um, you know, speaking of general, general managers, I mean, you you know, you guys have a very good general manager in Indianapolis with Chris Ballard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, man, talk about how exciting this offseason is for you uh, and some of the moves that he's made so far. Oh, it's been very exciting. After the last, I think I mentioned it last time, after the last couple off seasons, we've had, you know, we've had luck retiring or, or luck announced injured all year we or Josh McDaniels back and now we've had a uh, a series of interesting off seasons to finally getting one like this where this is it's very exciting I mean Buckner we gave up our first round pick pick but that's an all pro he's 25 we locked him up for five years in a front-loaded deal so we pay him we're going to pay him a lot the first two years but then there's zero dead cap the last three if he falls off a cliff I don't think he would but so we're taking care of financially and then obviously the big one Philip Rivers uh one year 25 million I mean that's the precedent with Chris Ballard hasn't been there for that, so it's it's pretty exciting. He's been really conservative and saving his money and stuff, and now he finally, I guess this is why he's been saving money to make a big move like he did this offseason. And it, no, no doubt it's pretty exciting, especially as our uh, division rivals, you know, the Texans doing what they're doing, the Jags traded away Calais Campbell, like are in theory getting worse, and we're making kind of a big step to get better. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I like that Phillip Rivers move to Indianapolis. I mean, I do too. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers is to me a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's just a solid pro. Mm-hmm. Once you know they parted ways, he and the Chargers. You know, the the, the kind of rumors started immediately. Like, okay, watch out for the Colts here. Like you said, they had the yep. cap space. I mean, they you know Chris Ballard has done an excellent job since he's taken over in Indianapolis with creating that cap space. Uh, building up, you know, loading up draft picks as well. I mean, because like you said, they traded their first round pick, but they still have two in the second, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with 34 and 44, 10 spots apart from each other. I mean, I really like what the Colts are doing. Uh, and like you said, you create this cap space for a time such as this. Go get an all pro. You trade for a veteran who, who was, I mean, I don't even know if Buckner's in his prime yet. You know, like that's how good right. he is and how yeah, young he awesome. is. And so I was surprised that the 49ers even traded him to begin with. I didn't even, didn't even know that was a possibility. But, uh, you know, talking about the Colts and them getting to Phillip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett wasn't that bad last year. Like, he only – you know, he, he had 18 touchdowns and six interceptions. Right. Why do you think the Colts made this move to go get a veteran like Phillip Rivers? I, I think the stats on Jacoby are a little bit misleading. He had a hot start to the season. I think he started off the year after game five with 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. A majority of those touchdowns were goal line touchdowns, which you still got to give him credit for, but they were, it wasn't like he was driving and picking apart a defense up and down the field. But a lot of it is too, is he doesn't, aside from, I guess, the Denver game, whenever the game is on the line or like we really need him to make, make some plays, it doesn't, I don't know, he just doesn't do it. He doesn't like to, to take the shots, which is it's good sometimes. If you can have a lead or if you can have a defense, like a really 
really good defense that can keep, I don't know, opponent scores under 10, 17 points or so, you can play that kind of way, but we're not quite there yet. And so we got to have someone who's willing to put up points. I mean, I know he isn't luck, but for example, the year before with all of the same personnel, we were a top five offense with luck to being a bottom five passing offense with Brissett. And that's, that's hard to win with. Now, you know, with Chris Ballard, awesome general manager, like I don't, I feel, I still feel like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. You know, he's still kind of like under the radar, I feel like in some circles, uh, you know, when it comes to the NFL front offices. Now, if you're, if you're good friends with Chris Ballard and he's, you know, <laughs> your, his assistant and he's kind of getting your opinion and thoughts on what to do next after acquiring a defensive tackle like DeForest Buckner and quarterback Phillip Rivers, what's the next move for the Indianapolis Colts? I still think we need receiver help. Uh, If you had asked me a week ago what I think we needed the most, I I would have said we need receiver, we need a quarterback, and we need uh, an interior defensive lineman who can rush the passer. But we took care of that with Buckner, Mm -hmm. so we got that's that's fine. And we got a quarterback with Rivers. We need receiver help, and I still think we need someone to back up Rivers. I don't know that we keep Jacoby. He will be if we cut him, we'll save eight million. It'll be twelve million dead cap. But I think that means he's a valuable trade target because if we trade him, they're only going to have to pay Jacoby $8 million. And no matter what you think about Jacoby, he's very easily worth $8 million, I mean, as a quarterback. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we managed to send him somewhere. But because of Rivers signing for only one year and Brissett maybe or maybe not leaving, we don't have a quarterback under contract at all for next year. Hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we take, whether it's a late round, like on someone like a Hurts, a Jalen Hurts, or – Steven Montez, I don't know, like a late-run quarterback and see what happens. Rivers did say, from what I was reading, he did say that he hopes to play here for more than a couple years. He says he thinks he's got a lot of good years left. I mean, we'll see how that goes. But I wouldn't be surprised if we go and draft somebody, whether it's a late round or, like you mentioned, we have the 34th and 44th pick. That's plenty enough to move up to, like, a mid-first round if we want to try and go after somebody who maybe falls. But we'll see. Besides that, though, I'm pretty sure we'll we'll snag a receiver in the draft too. As good as this receiver draft is, we need some help for sure because we got Ty. But besides him, we we need a little bit more help. Now, not just with the Colts. I mean, it's okay if you include them. It's no problem with that. Like, so I'm really impressed with what they've done so far. Mm-hmm. But tell me which organization has really opened your eyes with some of the moves they've made, and you know, kind of impressed you with some of the things that they've done so far in free agency. I do like what we have done. I It's hard not to praise the Cardinals for what they've done. I mean, going and getting – you're getting arguably the best receiver in the league, depending on who you ask, for not even giving up a first-rounder. You're helping out your young quarterback. They re- went and they did take care of – at the end of the last season, they went and take, taking care of Humphreys or tackles, so they still got him. Get a little bit more line help, and they'll be able to uh, maybe do something there. They got Patrick Peterson still on the defensive side. They got a high first-round pick. They're looking to be in a, at a decent spot, a tough division, so I don't know if they're ready to make a run yet, but they're looking up. Uh, oddly enough, I think the Browns have made some good moves. I like Cooper. Highest paid tight end, but it'll probably look like a good deal in a couple of years once Kittle and Ertz and all those guys end up getting assigned. But if he keeps it up, Cooper's a good tight end. They went and signed Jack Conklin, right tackle. I mean, Baker needs some help on the offensive line. That was one of the reasons they fell off so much last year. They still got Landry. They still got Odell for now. I like what they've done, too. That's been one of the other teams that I've been impressed with. And then the Ravens, I mean, going and getting Calais Campbell for a fifth-round pick, he's older, but he's still been fantastic. 
I mean, that's <laughs> making a good defense already, already really good defense, much better. And they acquired Michael Brockers as well. I mean, yeah, that's I, a big defensive line. Lee, <laughs> like I'm a Steelers fan, as you know, and and you know, so I'm always like you mentioned, you're watching what the Texans and the Jags and the Titans do with them being division rivals. I'm watching the same thing with the Steelers, and so the Ravens. It's like every year they're building that defense. I mean, they signed mm-hmm. Earl Thomas last year, and I'm just like, can we catch a break? I mean, before before Earl Thomas, it was Eric Weddle, and I'm just like, that secondary is so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's frustrating just seeing how well the Ravens do every single year building that defense, and it's you know, smart. Yeah, of course, having Lamar Jackson, you know, having mm-hmm. him on the opposite side now, and signing Mark Ingram from the Saints. The Ravens scare me. I'm not gonna the lie. The thing they is, they got me. they got Lamar on a rookie deal, so they can go and do all these things and make the team around him, you know, incredible. That's what you should do. I mean, that's what the Chiefs have done. The Chiefs have a, a ton of money in free agency too. But I mean, you got Mahomes, and they won the Super Bowl. It's like when you get a guy like that while he's <laughs> while he's not making thirty plus million a year, you need to go for it. And the Ravens are so they're, they're getting better. At, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in that division. It's gonna be a tough division. And that's why it's even more critical to draft well. You scout well, you draft well. Mm-hmm. You you hit on these guys. You have them on those rookie friendly deals that you mentioned, and then, like you said, you have cap space to go to go splurge and free agency on other holes throughout your roster. Um, you know, speaking on the draft, I, one of my previous shows when Tua was uh, kind of announced that he was coming out, I did mm-hmm. a little uh, segment kind of you know teams that would definitely hire him for a quarterback and other teams who might be hiring for a quarterback. So far with the definitely hiring, uh, has Cincinnati. We know they're taking one at, at one, uh, pretty right. much Joe Burrow. Miami at five. We know it, even if it's not at five, you know, they're going to take one with mm-hmm. one of their other three picks that they have in the draft. I believe it's like five, 18 and like 25 or something like that. They have, uh, in they the draft. So we know one of those three first round picks will be a quarterback. At six, I believe it's the Chargers. We all know mm-hmm. how this played out with Phillip Rivers going to the Colts. More than likely, they'll take a quarterback at six unless they move up and ahead of the Dolphins to draft their quarterback. At seven, the Panthers. Now, they did sign Teddy Bridgewater. Now, I did not see that coming. So, I thought, you know, for sure that they would mm-hmm. they would draft one. And What's they, crazy? Bridgewater's uh, going to cost them more than Cam would have. So, <laughs> either Cam's not healthy or they just didn't. I don't know, man. Yeah, that one I didn't see coming either. Yeah, like I, I'm, I, I tell you the moment I knew that they were let Cam know, uh, let Cam go, I should say, is when they hired a new coach in Matt Rule. They fired Ron Rivera. They hired Matt Rule. It felt rebuilding, you know? It felt right. like it was a rebuilding mode. And when they really mm-hmm. let Greg Olson walk, I was like, okay, you're definitely moving on because Greg Olson is just a solid vet. You know, yeah, that you know was, where you're getting. That him. was my tell too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was like okay, they're in full rebuild mode. I don't know what they're going to do after Cam, but Cam's not coming back, especially you know with his durability concerns. And so, uh, you know, you talk about Tampa Bay, another team I felt like was a definite team that was going to be hiring. Here we mm-hmm. are. They moved on from Winston. They get Tom Brady out of all people. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no one's seen this coming. I don't care. Tampa Bay could, they, they may say they knew all along, but I don't think they will be, be honest so. as well because <laughs> this has been something. Tom Brady leaving New England to go to Tampa Bay. I mean, like you said, to leave New England is one thing, but go to Tampa Bay, I didn't even consider them myself. You know, cause no, we kept crazy. hearing the 49ers and Chargers, uh, you know, maybe the Titans with Mike Vrabel, his relationship there. 
But this whole deal with him going to Tampa Bay has really blown me away. This entire NFL, we won't, we haven't even, the, the league hasn't even officially kicked off yet. Nope. You know, so. Tomorrow, 4 p.m. <laughs> it's still, still cooking. It's, it's pretty crazy. Oh, man. So I, I, shows you how much tampering goes on. This is supposed to be when tampering is actually supposed to start, right? But. Yeah. <laughs> That, Clearly that is it's true. Not the case. That is, but you know, the same way we have with the NBA, they have their <laughs> uh, their little uh, moratorium, whatever they call it. You know, they have where you can you know initiate you know agreements, and but there's no pen to paper yet. So right. you have a verbal agreement, and then the next week when it's time to officially sign, some of these guys renege on their uh, verbal agreements. I mean, my Spurs got burned by Marcus Morris, who agreed with the Spurs only for him to back out and sound the Knicks. So, uh, so yeah, like you said, you know, this is whole, this whole deal, uh, with Brady being rumored to Buccaneers, I mean, pretty much it's a sure deal. I don't think he, he's backing out of that, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's really been impressive what's happened so far this free agency. What do you think out of all the options Brady could have had? I've always thought, I've been saying for months, I still think he stays in new England. Obviously it's wrong, but I've said this whole time. I think it's his best shot at winning. I mean, they were 12 and four last year. I don't care how easy the schedule was. They were still 12 and four. They have a fantastic defense. He knows the system. They need a little bit of help around him. But I thought if he wants to win, that's the place to be. What is his reasoning for going to the Bucks then? They're, I mean, their offensive wise isn't as good. They got the skill players. I mean, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin is the best wide receiver duo you're going to find. That's incredible. Uh, the defense is solid. They're up and coming, but they're not Patriots level defense. Bruce Arians. Does he doesn't fit what you consider a Bruce Arians coach to be or a quarterback to be? But I mean, he's, I mean, they'll figure it out. They're both smart guys. What do you think? Why do you think you went over there? You know, I'll, I'll tell you, um, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue why he went to Tampa Bay. Like, I never considered Tampa Bay, even, even though I've mentioned that they were one of my teams I felt was definitely hiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've mentioned the Chargers name was kind of out there, and I could easily see that. I could easily see him going to the Chargers, um, you know, replacing Rivers with Hunter Henry mm-hmm. and Keenan Allen. Their defense is solid. I mean, uh, I, I, the Chargers was definitely a possible option. The Titans, like I said, make sense with him and Vrabel. I mean, but they gave $118 million to Ryan yep. Tannehill, so that immediately was out the door, which that surprised me, too, that they gave him that much money. But, um uh, you know, you, ha- you know how I feel about Tannehill, but, right, yeah. but man, honestly, I have no clue why he went to Tampa Bay. The only thing, I'm sure there'll be things that'll come out on the coming days, but I was watching the NFL Network. It was Rich Eisen. He was interviewing Jim Gray, and Jim Gray knew, and Jim Gray was doing his best trying not to, you know, uh, tip his hand on what Brady right. was going to do, but he mentioned that Brady wanted to stay in the East. He wanted to stay on the East Coast. Uh, to, to be closer to his family. He has, you know, kids and, and uh, families all like in New York and that area. Right. And that was really the same time when the Chargers announced, well, kind of the announcement came out about the Chargers that they were not going to be able to get Brady. They were kind of out of the race. And that's when it came out and Gray said he wants to stay in the East. So wherever he signs, he is going to be in the East. So Rich Eisen, the the ultimate pro that he is in announcing and interviewing everything he does, mm-hmm. he said, okay, Jim, before I let you go, blink once if it's Tampa Bay. <laughs> and, like, it, it caught Gray off guard. He started blinking, like, you know, 15, 20 right, times right. just to try to give it, you know, try to cover it up. But you, you could tell then 
that was Tampa Bay. It was, and, and no I, yeah. I just saw that. I mean, I just saw that early, and I, immediately I thought about, man, how awesome Rich Eisen is to, to you know, because of course you can't be like, hey, is he going to Tampa Bay? And then right, you know, right, he's going to yeah. give some some vague answer. But to do something like that, only Rich Eisen would do something like that. And so I was, uh, I was really, I was, I was laughing in my on my couch when I <laughs> when I saw him do that, man. But to be honest, I really don't have a clue why he chose Tampa Bay. That division, it's a tough division too. Yeah. New Orleans and the Falcons. I mean, they 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 seem to be good like every other year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons end up doing okay next year. That's a, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know either. It'll be fun to watch him with Arians, if anything. But we'll see. I'm glad he's out of the AFC though. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and I mean, you think about him leaving the AFC. Like if he did stay in that conference. I mean, say he does go to the Chargers, you have to go through the Chiefs in, in that division. Like, forget yeah. about going to the Chiefs in the conference, you got to go through in the division yeah. first. Um, you know, even being with the Titans, you know, you have your Colts there in that division. I mean, I, I don't know. What do the Patriots do after this? That's going to be, you know, we haven't That's had That's going to be my next question. they got a void now. When's the last time they had to fill up the quarterback void? I mean, 2011 with Matt Castle, I guess, because Brady was hurt. But, I mean, ah. I don't know. They got Andy Dalton's out there. Jarrett Stidham is, you know, he's on the roster. Do they just run with him? Uh, interesting thought. We have Philip Rivers now. Do we make a deal with Jacoby? Does he return to New England? Does Cam Newton go there? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. Man, I'm telling you, this, this free agency has been like no other. Uh, I'm excited to see how the rest of it plays out, man. Do you have any other questions for me, man, before I let you go, man? Uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm willing to share my thoughts, man. I didn't know if you had That's, any other uh I guess I got another one about uh, New England. So who do you think they would need to get in order to still be a contender? With that defense, I mean, Bill Belichick, who, well, I mean, I, I think he's the greatest coach of all time in the NFL. I mean, what do they have to do? I mean, like you mentioned, the Ravens are going to be a tough team for years. The Chiefs, I mean, that, the AFC's, AFC's a tough one. The Titans, if it wasn't a fluke year, they're still good. I'm hoping that the Colts will be good. The Steelers, you guys get Big Ben back. Y'all are already that defense was so good that y'all almost made the playoffs even with the quarterback problems. I mean, what? Do, who does it have to be? Do you think they can get someone like an Andy Dalton or somebody like that and still contend, or do you think their the Patriots uh, run is finally over after what twenty years? What do you think? You know, uh, I think it's going to be a challenge for them. Um, now that division helps them out at least from. You know, division, divisional champions, uh, and kind of keeping that crown. Right. Cause I don't, I don't see the Jets making a huge moves. The Dolphins have made some solid moves, but they got a ways to go, as we know. The Bills are going to be tough, though. I mean, they acquiring Stephon Diggs, uh, Vernon Butler. I mean, Josh Norman. The defense is already great. They just had to improve the offense, but the Bills are going to give them a run for their money. Now, they were close last year. So. They were. They were. I mean, the Bills are really, you know, Sean McDermott has really, made his stamp so far, you know, up there in Buffalo. Now, to answer your questions about New England, you know, if Bridgewater didn't go to Carolina, I could see something like that, and I would like a move for them. I've mm-hmm. never been a big Andy Dalton fan, um, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really have much confidence in that move if they went right. that way. I'm just uh, trying to think if he's available. Like, yeah. I don't even know who's. I mean, are Winston? I mean. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Winston, you know, he threw the 30-some interceptions and, you know, put it up on LASIK eye surgery. You know, he couldn't see downfield right, and stuff. Right. But, 
I, I don't know, man. It's that's going to be tough to see what goes on in Foxborough. Maybe they they hand the will, hand the keys to to Jared Stidham, former Auburn quarterback. I don't know. Uh, this is something that, um, like I said, with Josh McDaniels as offensive coordinator, Bill Belichick, as you mentioned, as great as he is, that is important. Like you talking about how good their defense is. They don't really have to do too much, you know. Right, you just need someone who isn't going to lose the game. Just don't lose it. Just don't lose it. Like you, we've seen (laughs) multiple teams win Super Bowls with you know average to above average quarterbacks. I mean, the you know the Ravens, awesome defense they had with Trent Dilfer. They won a Super Mm -hmm. Bowl. The Buccaneers from Brad Johnson was the quarterback. It's about the only way you can do it, though. You you have to have a dominant defense, but I do think the Patriots have that right now. They do. They really do, and because, like you said, it does require a defense like that first. If you don't have a court, if you don't have a quarterback who's a Mahomes, Breeze, Brady type, uh, type of. Uh, I like Garoppolo. I think the Niners are even an example of that. I mean, Garoppolo was fantastic, but their playoff run was largely on the back of their running backs in that defense. That yeah, and it was, and and it really showed. Shanahan earlier, you know, right before halftime when he elected to run, run, run. It really showed his confidence in Garoppolo, right. or lack thereof, I should say. So, um, man, I don't, I have no clue. Like to answer your question about New England, I don't see Cam there. I don't see him there at all. So, mm-hmm. uh, man, Bill Belichick. But I'm, I'll tell you what. With all the rumors that's been coming, kind of been circling over the last couple months with Brady and Belichick and their kind of, you know, ego trip and not being on the same page. I tell you, Belichick, with him always being ahead of the game and ahead of everybody else, he's already been thinking about who he yeah, wants to have. They probably got something cooking. Yeah. yeah, this this is this is not. See, this caught us by surprise, but this didn't catch them by surprise. They knew right. inside those circles in Foxborough that that Brady was on his way out. And hey, their replacement could be someone we're not even considering. I mean, it's got to be. I wouldn't be shocked if they're willing to. I don't know what their draft capital is like, but I could see them making a move that might be seen as a a desperate move. Like if they give up a lot, but I mean, they have everything else. They just need a quarterback. They just need a quarterback, man. They just need a QB. And and you know, Belichick, like I said, he's a guy who always thinks outside the box, which makes him the great head coach that he is. Right. So. Uh, they are, they have something up their sleeve. Just like when, when we want always want to count somebody out, uh, you get certain people you just can't count out. You know, certain players, certain coaches, you just don't shut the door on until it's really uh, said and done. But yeah, and I'm not going to either. I can't remember literally my whole lifetime of watching football. The Patriots have been dominant, so I <laughs> the thought that they potentially might just be a middling to bad team isn't even like realistic in my head. Like it's hard to picture. <laughs> we'll see. We just getting kicked off with the NFL free agency, man. I'm I'm glad that this free agency is at this time in March because we know how everything else is going on in the sports world. So I'm so glad that the NFL have it's just the way it fell, but it fell in perfect in perfect timing yeah. uh, here in the sports world, man. Chris, dude, I appreciate you swinging by the sweet spot. Like I always enjoy your intake when it comes to you know. Anything, any sports, but it's especially NFL, man. You definitely know your stuff, and man, you're always welcome to be back on the show anytime. No, I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. You know your stuff too. Matt. Thank you for inviting me on the show.
Hey, this is Teresa Reynolds for the Wicksburg Panthers. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, as we close today's show with Triple C, Corey's closing comments. And this is what I want to share with you today. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 from the King James Version reads, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So with everything that's going on in today's world, um, you see a lot of people operating in fear. What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? People overbuying things when it comes to grocery store shelves and things like that. No one knows what to expect. But fear does not come from God. He, He has not given that to us. He's given us a sound mind. So we should not worry today, believe tomorrow believe the next day and worry the day after. God wants us to have a sound mind. That's what he has given us. So if we continue to keep our faith in him and trust him and know that throughout all of the chaos that's going on in today's world, everything will be okay. He is protecting us. I promise you everything will work out for us. But it starts with you knowing that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And as we always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot. Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.